Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Flames Fancast. It's been, I think, almost less than two weeks since we recorded our last show. But uh, uh, again, look at us. a lot has happened Team between proactive. now and then. Uh, and that, I think, stunningly, all of what we've done ha- has been positive. I think we were recording right around the time, getting close to the lead-up to the All-Star break. Lindholm hadn't been traded yet, but now we're here. We've seen uh, the fallout from that trade, and I think overwhelmingly it's been positive for the Flames. But we're going to get into that in a second. Jenk, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off today, but not because of the Flames. I'm pissed off because my soccer team from Turkey shit the fucking bed today. Shit the bed. Sports. Fucking sports. Sports. Fuck me. You know, I said some pretty unforgivable shit. My wife wasn't home, so she couldn't hear any of it. And it, but it was in Turkish anyhow, so she's not going to understand. A little pissed off, but the shining, the little shining light, is has been the flame. So I'm I'm overall doing okay. Yeah, and it, it's it's just put me in a in a situation of conflict because now we look good. <laughs> we look good. We look really good. I think it's a weird feel. Look, you said it perfectly. It's weird that how do I how do I put this? Like I, I'm I'm proud that these that the the fellows are playing really well, and we're shedding some pieces and getting good pieces back. But I also need. I still feel like we need to not finish just outside of wild card spot. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel like we're kind of back on the train of like. Oh my God! We can maybe make the playoffs again. You know the the emotional fluctuation that that occurs with this team when I look back two summers ago. Okay, Kachuk and Goudreau are gone. Boom, we've got Lind uh, Huberto, Weger, uh, Kadri. Wow. Yeah, we're 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 all in again. Yeah. That doesn't work out. Okay, it's time to Not pump the brakes. And next summer we're saying, listen, guys. We need to we need to blow it all up here. We need to rebuild, and the Flames are just. I mean, we should have known. They're too good to just rebuild. Well, they're too they're they're too like they're too competitive to rebuild. Yeah, I think, and there's no there's some weird the inherent within the organization. I should have looked historically and said what part about this team says <laughs> we're looking to rebuild. Historically speaking, but but give hang on, give Conroy some credit here. He is doing. The I give him that we, full credit. I'm we, not, we I'm not saying seen that this. at all. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about like me from the past. No, yeah, When for I sure. was saying yeah. all this stuff. There was about, nothing like that. But Conroy, you know, hope was there when we started out training camp and everything, and there were zero veterans on PTOs. Yeah, bringing in the young guys. Coronado, you're given your chance. You, you screwed that up pretty royally. But, I mean, look at our team. You've got Pospisil. You've got Zari, who's in. I'd say he's in a Calder race. He's got to be considered as a Calder finalist. He's having a great year. Uh, you've got Shillington coming back. And he's you, playing well. You've got young players who are given opportunities. And they're stepping up. And they're actually playing well. And I mean, yeah, he's doing he's doing, he's doing right and, and he's doing like the big, but he's doing big trades too. Like he's, he's trying to, he's still viewing. And if it, Eric Francis is saying anything true, and he seems to have the ear of the organization, has been for a while. He's saying that like Conroy is still looking to deal all these players, and he's trying to rebuild. And is rebuild is a loose term with this organization, to your point, but this is a rebuild in my eyes because this I've I don't think I've seen this in a long time where we're trading like big assets and trying to bring back you, you know, know prospects, <sighs> picks, and maybe another guy, right? I think the phrasing, I've heard the words rebuild and retool used. And I don't think we're rebuilding because we're not, we're not losing, we're not blowing up the core and saying, this, you guys are all gone. A lot of the players are staying and they're here for a while. We, we know that. But we're, we're, I'm in the middle, man. we're retooling quite severely. Yeah. And the I, fact okay. that Lindholm's going and yeah. Tanifin. <laughs> Tanev and Hannafin are potentially, I think Tanev are leaving too. (laughs) Yeah. Markstrom potentially too, right? So you've got another three players who could be out the door. However, it, I mean, we've absorbed the loss of Lindholm with a plum. We look better. 
so far. And players have risen to the occasion. I mean, I, I want to talk about this later, but the chemistry and the reinvigoration I've seen in Huberto has been unreal. Yeah, I, I even tweeted, uh, I think it was the, the win column podcast. They were saying, like, Huberto, he's, he's back kind of thing. Like, now that we brought in uh, Kuzmenko, like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like for sure. I, I definitely see the turnaround in him. Looks like Huberto's playing with a new lease on life, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like it's only been a few games, but yeah, so far this Kuzmenko trade has actually not only banked in some, a lot of value for Lindholm, because don't forget, we're getting a first rounder and we're getting um, Hunter, can't say his last name. Yeah. And so, and uh, it sounds like Hunter was spoken to before we made the trade. It sounds like he's willing to sign. There won't be some weird holdout where he won't sign with us. Right. right. Um, and I guess he's been to Calgary before and all that. So it, it's like there was like a picture of him at Stampede when he was younger. Um, so I think when we look at this from a high level so far, the Flames have certainly won the trade. It's not like Lindholm's playing bad in Vancouver, but man, Vancouver gave up a lot. So if we continue this and say we get the same kind of thing for, for a Tanev or a Han- I think Hannafin gets you more. But um, you you deal those two guys, but I would argue with you and say like you know what we are actually trading our core pieces. I I would argue with you that Hannafin and Tanev, and if we get Markstrom in there, that is our core. We are dismantling the core. Yeah, right. I could see it. I'm I'm more on the I'm more on the retool side. It seems like we're we're trading out players and players are also coming in. Yeah, that are that are making the look of the club different. I mean, you know, Kuzmenko, you've got. How long historically have those flames been looking for that that right winger who, yeah. who shoots? Who can shoot? Yeah. And Huberto now has a player who you're, you got a guy who is a sniper. You get the puck to him, he's shooting, he's taking those opportunities. Yeah. And Serengovic, he, he's got a heck of a shot on him too. And, and you know this guy's yeah. moved into a center role, and what a season he's having. I mean that we're we've won that trade too so yep, far. Absolutely, we've absolutely won that trade. And Serengovich came here, signed a two-year contract, and a kind of contract where players are motivated to play. I just never—I I think we mentioned this last episode. I never understood Lindholm's performance being a huge contract year. No. Like what part it, of this guy so justifies weird. nine million? It was so weird, man. Like he was that like written off and. I don't know if you saw this comment. I'm not totally sure if it was just after the Lindholm trade or just before, but Huska said something about a dark cloud in the dressing room or something like that. He made some weird mention of that, and it was almost like, you know, I was on, like, Calgary Puck and some Twitter guys, and, like, it just seemed like he made it... He was trying to communicate, like, we're getting rid of these pieces in the room that seem to be dragging us down. And I don't know if he's alluding that that's Lindholm or just in general this idea of like there are guys in the dressing room that are not really good for this team right now and they're not adding anything on the ice or off the ice and it sounds like it's mostly off the ice thing I think if we're getting rid of those pieces too the more the better because we said this last episode where I was like well I'm worried that Huberto if he continues to play terribly and he's getting paid all that fucking money Two, three years down the line, like at some point he's going to be a detriment in the dressing room because people are going to look at him and be like, dude, you suck and you're getting paid all this fucking money. Just, just don't talk to us type thing, right? Like I could see that potential. Now, that said, if he's turning it around now, great. But you got to get rid of these pieces, right? Attitude first, man. All these guys are good in the NHL. There aren't really bad players in the NHL, like really, like everyone's pretty good. Everyone's got like a good baseline level. This isn't the fucking eighties or nineties where you have players that are just shit and they still stay on the team because they know how to punch a guy in the face or fucking break a glass or whatever. Just say something from the bench or a whole fucking door can only turn one way. Yeah, exactly. It can only turn one way there, man. There were so many, remember Todd Simpson, that guy can only turn fucking one way on the goddamn ice, man. That guy sucked. And he was our fucking captain too. <laughs> like you remember that shit? Like, you know, we made all these fucking idiot stars, man. Like, like Todd Simpson's like the next coming of Christ. Fuck that, man. God damn it. So now I feel like, and you know, credit to Conroy on this part too. Remember you and I were kind of like, man, like 
can't be too nice. Like you got to look at this as a, as an opportunity to do big fucking risks, and and everyone's going to remember you for that. They're not going to remember you. Uh, well, I think Con- to do the same shit. I mean, all the time. I look at Conroy and that that Rutherford guy in Vancouver, and he's saying this is this is our year. This is our chance. We've got it together. We got to go for it. And if I add this piece, I got to get this piece before anybody else gets that piece because there's going to be teams who are definitely sniffing around Lindholm. He's probably one of the top guys available at the deadline. He pulled the trigger. And good on him. Like That's what a good GM does. They're probably getting rid of one of their dressing room dark clouds too. And Kuzmenko, this guy is just not fitting here. And we can free up the cap space and Calgary's going to take it and we're going to lose a first anyhow for Lindholm and a couple of prospects and a potential third or fourth round pick. Give me Lindholm. Probably talk to him about signing long-term too. For sure. And I mean, that's going to solidify your Vancouver core and you, you got to give things to get things. And I, I think, mean, honestly, I think it's, this trade has really worked well for both sides and I think it's going to pay dividends because, man, if I look at those top three teams in the, in the Pacific, Edmonton, Vancouver, and... Uh, Vegas, those are going to be some hell of a playoff series. Oh, for sure. And, and if Calgary somehow squeaks into the wild card, I mean, it's, I think it's going to come down. Oh, we'll get into that later. It's going to come down to Markstrom, though, right? Yeah. But but yeah. listen, like, let's 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 look back here for a second. When we were talking about those uh, midsummer report cards and what we wanted for the team, we made some bold predictions, and those predictions, uh are probably going to be wrong. I, mean, I, I don't know how far wrong they're going to be, but they're going to be wrong. So far. Yeah. yeah. So we have an avid listener and good buddy, Steve, reached out to us, and he was like, I really want you guys to go over some of the shit that you said with your predictions for the year. And it sounds like I had a prediction of 30 wins, and Tyler had 32. So right now, I have to double-check how many wins we have. This, so far this, this year. was the this in my defense briefly this was the absolute bias of I'm thinking this team needs yeah. to perform poorly so that we get a high pick. I'm I am also going to I'm also going to admit that I kind of just wanted us to fucking tank this year. And that's what we're and, and that's where we're at. So we're going to be grossly incorrect unless the Flames only win 5 games for the rest of the season. <laughs> we're at 25, 22 and 5. So yes, Steve, we fucked up. And uh, we fucked up badly, but we had good intentions for this club. We thought, you know, everything would be blown up. And in a relative, in a relative way, we are blowing things up because the Flames have not done this, in, at least in recent memory. But at the same time, I'm still in that really, I'm in that weird gray area where I'm like, I still kind of want them to tank because we still got to get a high pick somewhere like. I would love Iginla. I would love if we can somehow get him fucking drafted. I heard um, I heard we're getting all these picks so we can put together a package to get him. Yeah, so I, I can see that too because he's good. Like, he's got some great fucking numbers. And His dad his works for the team. His dad works for the team. His dad is a legend for the team. And, you know, some people might say, like, is that too much pressure? Well, it's like, well, too fucking bad. If you're going to choose this as your profession, you got to fucking learn to thrive I think there's going to be pressure wherever it. you go. If yeah. you're a high first-round pick. And you have the last name of a legend. Yeah. The you're pro- going to have pressure anyway. The problem is we're also losing a first, potentially. Well, yeah, that, that's, that deal's confusing as fuck. We're talking about Monaghan, right? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that deal is. So we can read it again, but it's about four pages well, of fucking Well, unless our first-round pick is... 20 to 32 this year, Montreal has the option to decline, mm. I think. Okay. Technically, there could be some absolute dog shit scenarios next year where they end up getting our pick that could be second overall. That's if we... If we... Uh, shit the bed, I think basically. next year's... I, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But next year, I think they're going to get the higher of Calgary or Florida's pick. Right. So it's a free option for them. They yeah. don't really have to act not, on it this year. And they've, they've cashed in on Monaghan again. Like, good And they got them. a first... Yeah, no. But Montreal, I mean, that, that's Montreal the problem of being perennially in the basement. You can do these kinds of things, but year after year, you're still sucking. Yeah, I mean, like... And, and for fan base like Montreal, like, that is... Uh, yeah, a, that's, that's hell for them, You can't right? do that forever. That's yeah. the mecca of hockey in Canada, by far. But, I mean... Sorry, Toronto <sighs> fans. 
Montreal's it's got true. us by the balls a little bit, but yeah. But either way, like we're still trading. Probably we're still trading Hannafin and Tanev. So you're probably going to get at least one uh, first round pick out of those two. Part of me thinks Hannafin might sign. I hope not. And I think if we trade, if we trade Tanev, you know what? I don't. Uh, I don't mind Hannafin signing. I actually don't mind Tanev signing. Tanev's 34, man. I, I know, but Tanev, to me, is a guy that you want around. I agree. Even if he's not But he's also a healthy. guy that other teams want around for their playoff. Well, right? I mean, but that, that kind of says something to you. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's still it says attracting to me, value. time to cash in. Yeah, I, I'm saying that about Hannafin. Hannafin, is a, Hannafin, I think, has a longer term. I can't believe I'm saying this against, about Hannafin. But I think Hannafin has a longer term future with the Flames. And I like I like his fit in that decor. I kind of like the Hannafin, Weger, Anderson, Shillington, and then two bruisers on the back end. I, I like the bruiser thing. Yeah, yeah. like this Pacal guy, yeah. you know, whoever else we have. I well, Gilbert will get in there and, like, you know, he gets dirty too. Who's playing now? Osterly? Uh, that I, one I, I wish we don't have. Tanev's playing, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It's hard to get a replacement for a Tanev guy. I, I mean, just, I don't know. Like, the thing about Hannafin is that he's consistent and he's, I mean, he's been much better this year and he was growing his game last season too. But those first two years or whatever it was when we first got him, like, I think maybe we weren't agreeing too, too much, but I agree in the sense that you're like, he was mildly, yeah, you know, mildly like just disappointing. Mildly disappointing. Like, I don't want a mildly disappointing slash guy that doesn't really want to be here slash guy that could only sign if he signs for seven years guy. I don't want... Those are three criteria to me that are like, sell them. You got to sell them and cash them in. I don't want that. I don't want sunset contracts, especially for retooling or rebuilding, whatever you want to call it. I want guys who want to be here, right? Kuzmenko, so far, too early to say this, but he clearly wants to be here. You see how freewheeling he's acting he's like you know he's being that guy in the dressing room that's like making people laugh and like he's excited to be here i want more guys with that attitude i agree right and hannafin although i'm not saying he's unhappy now but i think he made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to be here and i don't care if things like things change sure but if you think about it once you'll always think about it it doesn't matter your gut's telling you i don't want to fucking be here a lot's changed since the summer. Sure, but I mean, what's going to... My problem is that it goes back to that. If well, things I, start falling apart again, it goes back to that. I think if Calgary, Calgary offer Hannafin a deal, you know, what are we they saying? They do. Six, there's a deal on million? the table. Six, seven million? Is that what we're thinking? I don't know. But there's a deal on the table. It's and a raise from what he's got. Well, for sure it's a raise, but there's been a deal on the table for months, apparently. And he hasn't signed it. Yeah, because it's, it's his right. He's waiting for things for, to shake out, but he hasn't, sure. he hasn't rejected it either. I know, but if a guy wants to be here, he would have signed that by now. I, under, I understand yeah. what you're saying, that you want players, but it's just not so cut and dry, right? It, it's, it's not. Not, always, not everyone's like, oh, I want to play for Calgary. It's not. It's not. 100%. Uh, you I'm, I'm, you I'm, look at those guys in Winnipeg, Shifley and Hellebuck, and it took years to get those guys to commit, and eventually they both signed, and they're happy, and you know they're having a great season. Sure. I mean, I think Winnipeg is a is a. In my mind, they're a favorite to but that's, go that's, all the That's way. what these teams have to do. Like, <sighs> I guess it, man. it never. You know what's you know what's telling about this conversation is that when Kachuk's like, I don't want to be here. He was fucking gone, gone. But I think there's something going on behind the scenes where Hannafin's like, uh, I I I really don't know if I want to leave. It's kind he's. He came out and said it, but I think literally two weeks later, it was like, hey, he might stay. I guess. It's, there's a lot more going on here than when you have, think of, and Toffoli as another example, right? Toffoli was like, I'm out of here. Gone. Sarangovich comes in, the draft picks come thing. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's done immediately. And I think management just knows when a player doesn't, Zadorov didn't want to be here, gone. Handled gone. that poorly too. Yeah. He and handled that poorly. Zadorov, I request a trade. I want out. Management knows this guy doesn't want to be here. He's, I don't think that's with Hannafin. I really don't. I think there's just some mixed emotions, and Hannafin is probably a competitive player who's thinking, I can test the market, but maybe he's okay, actually okay. seeing something in this team. Let me, let me throw you a scenario. We lose six in a row. 
in that whole dressing room, who do you think is the first that's going to say, like, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore? I don't even... Uh... Huberto? Huberto has no... <laughs> Huberto does not have the luxury to say anything. I don't think any of them are honestly going to say, I don't want to be here anymore. You really? You don't think that Hannafin is going to start being more, you know, slippery about staying here? Because to <sighs> me, if we lose five, 10 in a row, yeah, I sure, think Hannafin for sure is going to the GM but saying, like, nothing, I'm done. There's nothing about this team that says we're going to lose 10 in a row. I, I, I'm just, it's a scenario, right? What my, my point is, is he's going to always be that first guy in my mind of, like, who are we going to lose first in terms but, of staying I mean, competitive on this it's team? It's because of his position that he could say that. Yeah, and I but think that's... he's really taken a measured approach to what he's doing here. And we're going to have a conclusion, I think, in the coming days, if not well, it or has weeks. To. I mean, it has to. Right? But Your deadline is, is going to come faster I, than you think. I think it's 50-50, man. You're right. I'm not saying it's not 50-50. And I understand but... what you're saying. If we, if we lose, players are, are thinking I might have an opportunity elsewhere. But there's a, a, to, to more to your point, there's a worrying bit about me that Hannafin kind of says... This deal's really good, and I don't know if I'm going to get offered that on the free market. And I don't want that either. Yeah, because it's, you don't, you can't overpay these guys. I, I will, I will give him credit. He's not, he's being a real man about it. He's not fucking putting this club to ransom like the other fucking two guys did. Yeah. Okay. Well, namely Zadorov, actually, which I've lost, I lost all respect for him. Not that he gives a fuck, but um, Hannafin is is using us, but also not taking advantage of us. Right? He's kind of like. Okay, guys, like, I'm not going to come out and say it. I'm not going to like demand anything. You guys know where my head is at. I'm not ready to sign yet. He's looking out for his own fucking bank account, right? Obviously. I, I want to see Everyone where things does. go, yeah. But, you know, to me, again, if I'm seeing that as... Ma- and maybe I'm more unforgivable like that. Is that if I see that as management, I'm like, you know what, man? That's just not a good sign for me. Like, I need to just deal with you. But I just don't think management can be so absolute with every single player. I feel like in a you gotta manage each case individually. Well, it is it isn't a rebuild. You have to be more absolute. But we're not. Maybe to your point, they don't view it as a rebuild. Then I said they're they're viewing it as a retool. Yeah, right. None of this looks like full on fire sale to me. Well, it it the funny thing is like I think it would have been if we were like third last. Agree, absolutely. But we're not. Yeah, I know we should have known better. And, we're and never sure going to be third like, last. It, but you're you're almost in a nice I. If you gave me the, the like the choice between finishing last and getting a first overall versus trading our assets, getting assets back plus picks and still and actually managing to start playing better, I have to say that I would pick this one. As much as I've been pushing for the fucking tank, I kind of like this more. I didn't think this was possible. There's though. a lot more versatility in what we're doing right now. I didn't think this was possible though. I didn't either, but Conroy, it's so man, fucking weird. Good for him. Yeah, no. And, but see, he's doing, not that he listens to us, but he's doing what I was hoping he was doing. When I said at the, that first episode when we hired him, I was like, you have a chance to do something different, and he is doing something different. And, and everyone's going to remember this. Not If you're just like the, doing the cookie-cutter thing that we were used to seeing for the last five GMs, you're not going to stand out, and then you would have been let go eventually, and then, then what? No one's gonna hire you for doing the same shit as the other guy. And I think I think Con- Conroy is, I think Conroy knows what's best for the Flames and what the Flames need to do. He's basically been here for 20, 20 plus years. <laughs> he's, like, he's a lifer, man. He's, he's he's a lifer. He's committed to the organization, and not not that any of the other GMs weren't, and they did relatively good jobs in my opinion too. But I think Conroy and you know you're pulling in. I mean, we haven't heard shit about what Aginla's done since he just said, I'm signing as a special assistant. He's just going to gonna convince his son to join. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not up to us, though, right? Yeah. That's, you, could, you could also say to other teams, like, this guy's not going to sign for you. Yeah. We, we want to draft him. We are going to give you these picks and say, like, Aginla's going to come play for his dad. Maybe yeah. that happens, right? Yeah. I don't know. And I, I, I think they really are trying to, position themselves to get other players too, not just again son. Like I think like our scouting team is probably giving a short list of players and they're like, look, this guy we're projecting him to go eighteenth. This guy twentieth. Like, let's try to get these assets so that we can get those guys. Like right? you're given a you're given a Vancouver's pick and a and um 
I don't know, like a Vancouver pick and probably a the next highest pick and maybe something else to move up maybe, to yeah. that spot. Yeah. But I think there's also something to be said, and I don't think we've ever touched on this before, but you look on a player like Backland, there's something to be said about these players and how they view their legacy. Because winning a cup is, 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 is everything, but it's also not. It also matters. Some of these guys, you know, that, that loyalty component matters and that their opinion to the fans matters and how they look in the face of the franchise and getting your jersey lifted in the rafters. That matters. To some guys, I think it really does. Other guys could give two shits. They're moving teams all over the place. They just want to Trying to win yeah, or they they're trying to, to get a better contract. But to some players, I think, you know, legacy means something. And I think that meant something to... Again, and I think he's imparted those kind of values in his kid, and it means something to Conroy, and that means something to Backland, and it, it maybe it means something to Hannafin. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I some mean, of these guys, I think legacy means something to them. I, I look. I'm actually glad you brought that up, like, because it does explain. I think uh, ever since Backland got the C, it almost looks like he's taken the team on his shoulders from a responsibility standpoint. He's getting a lot more aggressive in scrums. Like, even in the last game, like, he's, you know, giving kudos to the guys for getting in there. Like, Manj came in and, and, and defended Backlund when he got that. It was a clean hit, but he, there was that one play he was on the side of the net, and he just got fucking rocked. And, but it's like, but Backlund starts punching the guy back, and then, like, Manjapani gets in there. It's like, you know, I'm seeing something from Backlund that I don't think we've seen in captains in... A while, man. Like what, he's, what captains in a while? Well, that's, that's what thing. I'm saying. Like, but this guy's building brotherhood. Yeah, exactly. And so these guys are gonna bleed for each other, and, and and you're seeing that now. That's what I want from all the players, though. And you're not gonna ever get that from everybody. But at least the foundation of these players need to be like team first, then my fucking namesake second. Like we don't have that in certain players. You're not gonna get it for everybody. But I just want the majority of the dressing to be like that. Because that kind of thing is is addicting. It is. Because I, I think when you see someone like Backlund get in there into a fucking scrum, it fires you guys up. I, I, if, if you mentioned that about players, I think the number one player who never played team first was Zadorov. Because this guy thinks I should be a first or second, probably a first. In his mind, he thinks I should be a first-pairing defenseman. And it wasn't about the team. It was about him. And we ship yeah. this guy out. I don't think it's going no, well we did, in Vancouver we, by any stretch of the imagination. I think they like him, but you know, uh, but that mentality I've was heard not they're fitting with ready us. Ready to ship him out again. I I saw that too, but like I I got some buddies that are big Canucks fans. They're they're not like I don't think his fans are that upset. Like he comes in, bulls in some guys over. I think they love that shit, right? Yeah, but, but you're right. You're right. As much as I actually liked Zadorov as a player, when that character came out. As, like basically demanding a trade and all that, I lost it for him, you know. And again, and I, 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 but that's just... that's back to what I'm saying. You fucking get rid of these guys that don't want to be here, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, but I don't think Hannafin falls into no, that. No, Hannafin's not there. I'm not saying that Hannafin. Like I said, he's being he's I, being again, a good human about it, right? I can't believe I'm saying this about Hannafin, but I probably want him to stay. Yeah, I'm I'm not there yet. I, I, you know what, Conroy's convinced me that maybe the aggressive retooling is more important than the rebuilding. Listen, if we keep giving these prospects chances, if we develop these D guys that we've got, we've got a lot of potential there. Uh, we give Dustin Wolf an opportunity. Well, I mean, yeah. or alternatively, I'm not, I'm not opposed to keeping Markstrom because damn, he's playing exceptionally well, well. And that's maybe a bit of the elephant in the room, right? Maybe, like, yeah, we're playing better hockey. It's, we're playing competitive. It's kind of fun to watch. But let's not forget how much Markstrom's kept us in the games that we've won but recently. He's, he's doing what a good goalie should no, do. I, I look, man, I hear you. But I'm just saying that, like, an average goalie in net, we would not be, we wouldn't have 25 fucking wins right now. He's doing... I think he stole us at least six, seven games. But that's why we signed him, right? Because we saw this guy who was a marquee goalie. But we're not a cup contender either. So, and we can't mismanage another. We can't mismanage another fucking goalie, man. I I am gonna fucking lose it if we mismanage Wolf. That guy has done everything to earn. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to give him 
opportunities. It's, I don't. It's I only do, hard because we're not dealing Markstrom. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think. I think management is lukewarm at best about dealing Markstrom, and it has to be a package that blows your socks off. I know we were talking off air about yeah, yeah. the New Jersey thing, and it died. Apparently, the New Jersey yesterday. thing's going to die because New Jersey's six points out of a wild card spot. They're not going to give up a ton of things to get Markstrom. No, but they, but you know, when you compare it to like how Vancouver's GM was looking, obviously they're much higher in the standings, but. Vancouver's gems like, well, we Lindholm is our missing piece. We're going for him. So if New Jersey might come back to the table again, right? But from according to Ellie Friedman, he was saying that like the price was too steep that we asked for, which is fair. We yeah, should be asking because man, the guy of all the teams that are out of the playoffs right now, he's probably the best goalie out there. I don't think it's close. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. And the way he's playing is insane. I, I mean, of, of guys who are available to. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Or could be traded, right? But I, apparently, I think New Jersey was asking for some salary retention too, which I agree with management. You cannot agree to that. His contract is not that bad for a goalie of his caliber. I think he's not. I think he's quite good value, frankly. And if one of these fucking teams. Need him? You got to pony up. Yeah. And worst case scenario, we keep him. We fuck up Wolf and call a day. But you know, that all assumes that Markstrom can continue to play like this as we fuck up Wolf, and because we need a good goalie once this retooling is done, if you want to call it the retool, aggressive retool. Let's meet in the middle here where we comp. You know, um, <laughs> I was about to say. Let's compromise, but I actually compromised to you. You didn't compromise to me. What did you, I say? You agree on an aggressive retool. I still think it's a rebuild, but whatever. sure. Who gives sure, a fuck? Sure. Um, I guess what I'm saying is like by the time we're done this like retooling, you still need a good goalie. Yeah. You can't have a fucking a have, goalie. You, but you can't. We don't need one now. We don't need one now. We don't need Markstrom now. What, what are we trying to do? You're uh. not beating Edmonton. You're not beating the Kings, even just, though they're I playing like it's shit. A hard, it's a hard deal to make because of the price. Yeah, but he's not that bad. He's not that expensive. Like, I, I, but I mean, what teams are willing to play, pay and what they're looking at well, for me. That's the thing. Right? So, if you, again, like if you think your team can make a run, then you got to pony up. That's the best. And yeah, like if, if Wolf is the unfortunate collateral damage out of keeping fucking Markstrom, then so be it. There's nothing we can do. That's the salary cap system. That's what fucks us up, right? That's what fucks up all these things because now you have to sign people for seven fucking years. You can't do three, four-year deals anymore. You have to pay them big money and take this risk. They're going to fucking play hopefully well for that whole tenure of their contract, and they don't. They never do. No. Nope. Yeah, and they raise the salary cap. Great, one, two million, great. That, that fucking does nothing. That doesn't even cover inflation. Who gives a shit? But we do it anyway. So... Yeah, we're probably going to fuck up Wolf then if we don't deal Markstrom. I, I'm, I'm very upset about our managing of goalies, but I guess at the very least, well, the worst a, case scenario is that we have someone good. Fucking bumblefuck since well, Kiprasov is Yeah, man, like, look, we can go over this, but, like, you know, it's just going to piss everybody off. We've got the Elliots and the Ramos and all this shit, I mean, and you're just like... You, we, haven't, we haven't developed any of the prospects no. we've had. You know, we had... Tyler Parsons, who we thought was good. We had Ordeo, who just and, came and, and went. Ordeo, we fucked up. Yeah, well, we Ordeo fucked had like, up, man. Ordeo had like a five, six game winning streak. And then the second he lost, we sent him back down. What the fuck? That's fucking bullshit. I like the, the French, this, this club, like I have so many chips on my shoulder with this club. Like those are like these little things that they do. And I'm just like, I can never get over that. It's like you're the only fucking club in this fucking league that does shit like that. Why? He loses one game, so then you put fucking Elliot in net? Yeah, that's a great call. Yeah, he fucking we, he crushed it in the playoffs we for us. We love to lean on our veterans sometimes, man. Good Lord, man. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, but it's, uh, yeah, boy. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I see what you're saying about Tanev, like, I can see him getting dealt probably earlier than Hannafin, sure. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a first for him, but maybe. I mean... The rumor, the rumor is a second and a prospect, and if it's Toronto, it's a first because they don't have any seconds. Yeah, I mean, Toronto seems to be linked to us a lot again. Um, we have a lot of what they need. 
We have we a lot of have what a, everyone needs. We also have a bad history with trading with them. Y- yeah. We've yeah. generally gotten fucked over on Dion every Fnuff trade. deal? I think D- we got fucked on that. Doug Gilmore? We got fucked on that. We got fucked on a lot of those deals. Man, it's they pretty gave us hard. Like, I mean, if you get a first for 10, if it's pretty reasonable, I'd say. Didn't they give us like Jeff Reese or some shit? Like, fuck me, man. Uh, we got... Uh, we got some Nicholas bat- Hagman. Oh, Hagman. God damn it. Ian, uh, Ian Cole? Yeah. No, Ian White. Ian White? Not Ian Cole. Ian Cole would have been better. <laughs> I don't know. We got six players, man. That we, yeah, and Jamal they're all Myers, fucking... and we get Jamal Myers? Yeah, we, we got players <laughs> that just added nothing to our team. Yeah, they were just a bunch of plugs. But Haglin, like, he was, I thought, maybe, right? He was probably the best player of the bunch, but he, even he didn't do anything. He's um, like a very C-rate second-line winger. That said... Charleving's there, and he's not shy of making big deals. So I mean, and taking and he chances. He knows Tanev. He's he knows Tanev with him. loves him. He knows Hannafin. I think he's well. He knows Markstrom. There's Markstrom to Toronto has got potential, but I mean, the thing is, Toronto's really fucked on the salary front, right? Yeah, I think I think Markstrom's too expensive for them, unless they, unless they're willing to move a younger guy that they know they have to fork out five million for, and they're you know. That's the only way we're going to accept a trade for Markstrom. It's like a guy like that. I would. That, that's the only way. I'd be like, no, this, I need at least a potential first-liner, the kind of prospect that's already in the league, that is doing all right, and you know he's going to sign for five, six million next contract. That's the only guy I'm going to accept. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, but like, it's going to be interesting leading up to the trade deadline, that's for sure. But, it, with- but it's just like Kuzmenko. Right, it's the same thing. The guy was like a first liner last season. Yeah, he was. Like, like I need another Kuzmenko type guy back if I'm going to give Markstrom away in a first, or take back a first. Yeah. Right. I mean, I agree. If you can get that kind of deal for Markstrom, Markstrom still got term, right? Well, I mean, the thing is, Toronto, or you get you get someone in Toronto that's already getting seven, and he's done in like a year or two, right? You take that back, which I don't mind, right? It's a band aid for as we retool. Yeah, and you can pay it. And I mean, I'm not overly familiar with Toronto's lineup. I I'm not either. I just know they're there. fucked salary cap wise. Yeah, there's that. Because they have a lot some of pretty teams ugly like contracts. Yeah, well, except Jersey. Well, ex- I mean, Carolina, Markstrom to Carolina, maybe too. And we're and we're gonna be we're gonna be in good shape with the cap next season. We got a lot of room. Yeah, we got a lot of fucking room to start. Like you never know. Like there's gonna be free agents next couple years. Right, guys that'll be good, man. Like guys that they're gonna command eight, nine million and those clubs can't afford them. Well, who's a free agent this year? I know Goonstill is. There's quite a few. I think the free I mean, agent pool is relatively it, decent. Uh, yeah, well the next I'm saying next two, three years, you're gonna see some pretty big names who are gonna ask for a lot and clubs are gonna be like, I can't afford you. I can't do it. I got other guys that are gonna want that money in like a year or two. What do I do then? You're gonna be at Toronto when you sign fucking Willie Nylander. Yeah, Tavares. Well, they are committed to those guys, right? Exactly. So, they're very committed. And the Tavares contract is fucking them now. Yeah. Well, he's not the player that he was. No, of but... course not. He's older and all that, right? So, anyway. But that's what happens, good... right? Because you bring these guys in and you think, I'm going to win before that, but you don't, and now you're suffering. Now you're stuck with them. And it's just like we brought in Huberto, and, and we're Kadri. not thinking Huberto is going to be producing six years down the line. We're thinking <laughs> now. I mean, he's kind of barely doing it now. now yeah. Well, now. This is our window, man. We got to get in there. (laughs) Except for the last few games. We'll give him credit there. And I want him to do well. So do you. I mean, like, we need the guy that apparently was in Florida. And in which case, keep in mind, like, the guys that he was playing with in Florida, you know, when he had his, like, crazy good years, like, it was like Bennett and fucking, what's his face? Reinhardt. Um, Reinhardt. Reinhardt's turned into something special. Reinhardt's been good. He's been low-key good this year. Like, no Uh, one's talking about him. He's been good. Yeah, he's been great. Um, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. But well, it's, I mean, we don't tend to talk about Florida and Calgary no, of course much, not. right? But I mean, you have, it, it goes back to what you say. Huberto now actually has a sniper, which we thought was Lindholm, but maybe Kuzmenko and him, like, they just think, they think the same way, right? It does seem like when Huberto does his dumbass little spin around passes that Kuzmenko seems to be in that area. <laughs> yep. So I think that is a positive turn Huberto of Huberto seems to be making a pass to actually <laughs> sticks now. So <laughs> yeah. th- there's that. Yeah. It just took him playing with two communists to get him going. <laughs> you know? just, that was it. But listen, I, I want to talk about the actual... We're on a four-game win streak. 
three of them on the road against Boston, New Jersey, and New York Islanders, and home against Chicago, the one nothing. But I mean, yeah. those three games, Boston, New Jersey, New York, have been extremely impressive. That Boston game, that was might have been our best game of the year. I was, I think it was amazed how well we played. How we looked full of energy, we looked full of jump, we looked fast. It was a Flames team I hadn't recognized. Yeah, and I, I was, I was excited. That was, I, I, every game is a conflict. It's, yeah. I gotta say, even when we lose, it still feels bad, and it feels bad wanting us to lose. And when we lose, it doesn't feel good. There's just no winning in a there's rebuild. Like, there's like a weird, like, you almost feel like an addict. You know, like when you're watching the Flames, like. It's like me and cigars, okay? Like, you know, rain or shine, there was a time in, like, where I would have one any time. It didn't matter. I'd be like a fucking stray dog outside in the rain and have a cigar because I just wanted one. I look at this team, I'm like the same way. I'm like, I'm like a junkie. Like, whenever they're starting to play well, I get onto the bandwagon of like, oh, okay, like, we're turning it around. And then when we lose one or, like, one or two or even three games, I start fucking ragging on this team, right? There is no middle ground with this team with me. Yeah, And I kind of watch this and that's why I struggle. Like I talked to my brother about it and he's always like kind of giving me the, he's giving me the gears whenever we're winning. Cause he's like, you know, fuck your tanking basically. Like, but at the same well, what's time, his I'm take like, on it? He wants no, us to but win, he, right? Like he's more like, what are you going to do? Like oh, you want them to compete? Ambivalent to it. Yeah. He's like, you want to compete or you're like, what are you going to tell him to do? Fucking well, stop you, competing. I mean, he knows what you wanted them to do. You wanted, you wanted no, to no, no, build this team. He's saying like, like, what do you want from these guys? You want them to not be competitive? Like, yeah, no, like, I understand. You kind of yeah. like, look, you want your cake and eat it too. You, you want to be competitive. We also want to lose every game. <laughs> yeah, it's at, a, it's a difficult mix to pull at, off. At the same time, if you do somehow squeak into the playoffs, it'll be good for these young guys to see what it takes. Because every I team's mean, gonna I'm, go. Up. I mean, I gotta say, I'm, I'm cheering for the wild card spot now. Well, okay, look, I don't want to finish. On that third wall car spot where you don't get in. No, I don't, yeah. That I think is we the, should get in it. That is the worst fucking possible place for us to finish. Let's get in and let's give so hell to if, Vancouver, yeah. man. If like, you're, you're going to just be at that spot by the end of the year, let, yeah, go for it, obviously. I'm not saying don't go for it, but like, you got to commit one way or another. You got to either start sucking or you just go for it. And frankly, the, I think the other reason why we're playing well, aside from Marks from playing like crazy is that everyone's playing with no pressure and the young guys are just doing their thing. And I think they're playing with belief and I think they're yeah. paying back opportunities given. Totally. They're paying that back. And I look at the way these players celebrate these goals. It's joy. They are happy and they're, they're in there and they're celebrating together. And it's, you know, whatever bullshit we are saying, none of those guys on the flames are thinking tank. They're thinking, no. I'm here to play hockey, and I'm here to win games. Yeah. And maybe Huska or Conroy has created that us-against-them mentality that yep. you've been dismissed, you've been written off, and it's working. It's working because I just worry about us being a streaky team. What we can't do is go on, you know, March 2nd, go on that six-game losing streak. When the, when the chips are down, we need to be down with them. And we need to be yeah. playing hard and going for it. But I think the objective should be the wild card spot because it's attainable. I mean, I look at the teams around the wild card spot. I think we so we have a couple more games played. I think some of these teams have games games in hand against us, yeah. but we're only like two points or one point we're, out of. We're one point out. Yeah, there you go. And it's against like St. Louis, L.A., Nashville, Calgary, Seattle. Minnesota, yeah. maybe Arizona. And I, I don't really rate St. Louis. I think LA is going to turn it around. Did they beat the Oilers last night? Yeah, 4 nothing. So the second the Oilers started playing decent teams and started losing again, what a fucking shocker. <laughs> but um, LA is not a bad team. I think LA, they just had a bad run there, but I think they're going to turn it around. Um, obviously, we need to stay consistent, but I don't think guys like Minnesota are that bad. I, and I don't think Seattle's that bad either. I think Seattle's a kind of a sneaky, decent team. But, you know, it's... it's Those these, are the games you got to win. But you got, exactly. That, exactly what I was going to say. Like, as long as you can beat those guys, I think you do have a chance. 
I'm not saying you have to you lose to everyone above you, but I'm just saying that like those are those those games have bigger onus and emphasis on on the season because those are the games when you start building that gap with teams below you, the pressure's off. Yeah. Right. There's a bigger, in my opinion, there's bigger pressure when you're playing the teams that are just right on your ass than the teams that are just like five, six points ahead of you. Yeah. Because there isn't like it's like a gap that you don't think about. Game. Yeah, you're thinking about. The guy that's like one fucking point behind you and they have a game on hand. Yeah, yeah. That game's a three-point game when you play them, right? And so as long as we do well in the – and again, it, it is actually going to come down to Markstrom too. He's, He's yeah. got to keep that up. But I'm also – yeah, see, I, I'm there's none of those, crazy you know, Markstrom, because – There's none of those short side, blocker side, yeah, between the arm. Bullshit goals. None yeah. of those goals this year. And there's none of those just absolute howlers that you've seen. What a difference. Like, it's actual... I look at these goals he's letting in, and there's three guys in front of the net, and it hits someone's stick, and it goes top corner. I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, wow, that's a great goal. <laughs> Good job for scoring that. Yeah. But I look at some of these goals that we're starting to score now, too, and it's about goddamn time. Like, was it Uyghur's goal? He kind of goes coast to coast and yeah, floats one in on Varlamov, and boom, <laughs> it's in. I'm like... There we go. There was we some, are due. There was some puck luck on that play where I think it was a Pelletier that tried to make the pass back to the front of the net and then hit a boss or sorry, an Islanders defender skate and it went right on the fucking stick of um was it Uyghur again? I think it was actually, but it was one of our go- yeah. This is our goal is, against Boston. Yeah. Squeaks through the goalie, he's right Dude, there, tap. Some puck luck has it's been time. Good. We're due. Yeah, we were due for puck luck, man. We're cashing in. We're <laughs> yeah, cashing in. On the worst possible season to fucking cash in on puck luck. But. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus, what a year. Just, I mean, I'm still kind of like, okay, just laying it out for you. We keep playing like this, but a big trade comes for Markstrom, but we're fucking one point out of a wild card spot. How big? Big? <sighs> I mean, if it's a deal you can't refuse, it's a deal I, you can't refuse. I, I'm saying the that end of the it won't day, require we're, retention. We're not winning the cup this year. No, we're not. So I think you got to think bigger picture here and you take the trade anyway. Yeah. And I mean, if you take the trade and you say, Dustin Wolf, this is your team now. Yep. I think you do it. Even if you're on an eight game winning streak and you're actually in a wild card spot, trade deadline comes and someone's paying good money for Markstrom, I think you still take it. I think he's still taking. I mean, Markstrom's not—he's not agitating for a move. No, but he's also—he's—he's he's playing this perfectly too. He's being—he's being respectful too. He's—he's very he's like, look, if you want to move me, great, but I'm happy to be here. He's one of those. I think he, Hannafin is more like, I kind of want to go, and I want to see my options, right? I think Markstrom's more like, if you guys want me to go, if you guys get good value for me, I'm more than happy to go, right? It's—it's—it—it's. It's, it's a slight difference, but it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think you take the if any deal comes in for any player that's amazing, you take it. Yeah, like I mean, I you still think it. you take it. Yeah, it may not be amazing, but I think you still got to take these deals. Take the deal, yeah. Because, yeah, man. I mean, especially the guys that are fucking expiring this year. Like you definitely. And I mean, take if it. you really believe in this core and in the summer and you don't believe in Dustin Wolf for whatever reason, there's goalies out there that are available. Like Nashville will listen on Saros. I think Gibson's probably going to be available in Anaheim. Not that Gibson's put up the world's best numbers, but he's still a good goalie. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like there's going to be a lot of free agents available soon too. Right. So yeah, I, I, think, I just think the team has to offer that deal Yeah. and say, you know, this is what I need and this is who I'm going for. But I would say if any deal gets done in the likelihood, it's probably Tanev first by a long shot, then Hannafin, then Markstrom. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can get on board going. with that. Yeah. But heck, who knows, man? Mm. Who knows? Anything else? Next five games, Rangers, Sharks, Red Wings, Jets, Bruins. How many points? Uh, at home? Uh, Rangers away. Four games at home after that? Flames at home. Or, sorry, flames at home. Sharks at home. Red Wings at home. Jets at home. Bruins at home. I don't think we're overly good at home for some reason, but 
How many points are you expecting out of the five? You know what? We're going to win in New York. Wow. We're going to beat San Jose. Uh, who do we play next? Detroit? Detroit, Jets, Bruins. We're going to lose in overtime to Detroit. We're going to lose to the Jets. And we're going to beat the Bruins when they come. So you're saying seven points. I'm going to go with seven. <sighs> I think we're at five. Oh, yeah, that last episode ended. Eye of the Tiger coming in there. Five? Yeah. No, man. So, uh, like, listen, they're, I, they're well, riding high into New York. Hart says 10, okay? New, but... York's, New York's been having a bit of struggles lately. Shesterkin hasn't looked so hot. Yeah. I Sure, but I'm... Hart says 10. <laughs> Hart says 10, man, but, I mean, really... I don't think we're going to beat the Rangers. I think oh, we'll beat the Sharks. We're going to beat the Rangers. I think... Uh, we're going to beat the Rangers. I think we're going to lose to the Red Wings. I think that too, for some reason. I think we're going to lose to the Jets in overtime. And then I think we're going to beat the Bruins, actually. I think we're going to beat the Bruins. We agree on that. I, I don't know why we We pretty to, much agree, except yeah. the Jets game. You think we're going to beat the Jets? I don't think we're going to beat the Jets. No, I'm, ah. saying we're, I'm saying we're losing to them in overtime. Yeah, that's still losing. Yeah, but I'm you gonna get, go you get seven. The, you get I'm the gonna loser say point. seven, man. Okay, fine. Seven. Like you, though, Hart says ten. I hope. I hope we're you're so right. Bad at predictions. We predicted know. thirty-two we... and thirty wins. I mean, <laughs> and now we're sitting here saying, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. We're saying we're gonna win five <laughs> games in a row. Yeah. So yeah, fuck us, right? But um, it is what it is. That's where we're at. We're not. Look, man. If we had a crystal Listen, ball, if we had a crystal a... ball, we'd be rich right now. Okay. In, I don't th- fucking... in theory, nothing we can say. It's a great time to have a homestand. And sure. it's, a, it's a good time to be playing San Jose, and it's a great time to be playing New York away when you're four-game win, three on the road, on the, on the trot. Yeah, and we seem to be good at these earlier games, too. Well, a, not that it's early you there, You got a I bit guess. of a break between San Jose um, and New York. You got Saturday, I don't know, Saturday night Jets game? Yep. No, Jets is Monday. Saturday night game is uh, the Red Wings. Red Wings, okay. I mean... Yeah, I'm feeling confident. You know, these guys want to perform, and Markstrom's playing great. Yep. I I wonder if they play Wolf against the. I don't think so. They're probably just going to play Markstrom the whole way. I could see Unless them playing Wolf against the Sharks or something. If, yeah, but if it says you got a three day rest, right? Yeah, but I mean, like you gotta, you can't play. I don't think you can play Markstrom five games in a row here. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, teams are starting to do sure. it more. Yeah. I just Tampa Bay rides Vasilevsky, Winnipeg rides Hellebuck. Yeah, but the difference is that those are playoff bound teams. I know, yeah, fine. Playoff we, are hunt we playoff? team. A playoff hunt team it has to do be, the same thing. It would be very, very ironic uh, turn of events. A, a playoff hunt team has to do it more than a playoff bound team. Fair. Fair. Ah fuck. I I'm just shocked that we're even here. Yeah, me too. In a good way. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> but. I can't get over the fucking tank. I'm actually anyway. excited as a fan for games. I don't want to miss well, any games I, now. I, I've been excited all season. Like, I, I don't get, but I feel more. Ex- you know how we talked about at the beginning of the year, we were the least excited for any season we'd ever felt in recent memory. Yeah. That's gone. Well, I was excited. I think we were both excited about all the youth coming. Sure, in. Yeah. yeah, but still, it wasn't like the level of man. We're gonna fucking kill it. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna be first, and we're gonna go. Exactly and how we said it was not that. It was, it was the kind of ah, hockey's back. That's good, but yeah. there's nothing about this team aside from a few, you know, positive things we've done early that I'm really excited about. Now I'm excited for every game. Yeah, man, me too. I mean, I, I can't wait to come home from work, put on the Rangers game, and be like, ah, yeah, I'm just, I'm in this weird, bittersweet mode. I'm like, yeah, like we're doing well, so how can I hate this, right? <laughs> Listen, the teams in the basement are so far in the basement. Yeah, it doesn't ma- make so a difference. They're so far then. down that we haven't got a chance no, of finishing no, low no, anymore. No, 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 we don't. Like, zero chance. Like, uh, Anaheim, San Jose, Columbus, Chicago. Montreal, Ottawa. Like, Ottawa's a joke. These guys, oh, Ottawa needs to... Ottawa, the Ottawa Tanev thing is an absolute joke. Oh, yeah, I don't... Like, I never like, understood that You guys rumor. aren't even close. And there's articles talking about another wasted season in Ottawa. A, their team, they should be doing way better than they are. 
something is going wrong there. But they have a, they have a pretty good team on paper. They just suck. Yeah, I for mean, some reason they suck. Aside from his diving antics, Stutzel's actually a really good player. Oh, Stutzel's a great player. And, and you got Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk's you got good. Claude Giroux. Yeah. You've got uh, they got Tarasenko. Yeah, they got Corpusalo in that or whatever. They got yeah. Norris. They got Shabbat. They got Chitrin. Like these are good players that are just not performing. And that that's neither here nor there, but it's an absolute joke to see them talk about Tanev and getting into the playoffs and stuff like that. I think I think we're going to roll with this momentum here. It would be funny to see if Hannafin went back to Carolina. <laughs> it's it's possible. I think they have a pretty robust decor, but yeah, it's Carolina possible. has a robust team. Yeah, and those guys knew how to build fucking a, a, a war chest players. of prospects. Yeah. They yep. they did a really good job with that. They are, and they I don't think they really ever tank tanked. I think they just did a good job of re or reshuffling assets, retooling. And, yeah, retooling. Yeah, retooling. And even when you look at you know I don't know if I, uh, I don't know how's Aho's year? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. bad. Pretty me. I I don't know. But you're not just reliant on this guy, right? You've got players like Nekes coming through the system, and you know Svechnikov is there and. These guys are performing well. You're supplementing that with a Brent Burns who hasn't, I, I wouldn't say hasn't lit the world on fire by any stretch, but, yeah, but he's got guys who are solid there He's as well. a good piece to have in the, the thing playoffs, The thing for them right? is I think they're looking for that goalie because you've got this Kochkov guy and you've got Anderson and Ranta who just, between the three of them, Anderson's hurt for forever. Ranta is just not doing it, and the young guy is, is streaky. Yeah, he's been, because he's young. So you you can use a Markstrom for but sure. But you're a playoff bound team. Yeah, that's what you don't need is a Ranta and a young streaky totally. goalie, Kachkov yeah. or whatever his name is, going into the playoffs. They I should agree. be someone who's targeting a Markstrom. And there's someone that can give a pro like they have enough depth prospects that they should be able to and and give one away, right? Yeah, and even Flames, you know, targeting that team back, we should be targeting a Nekas type player. Totally. A young guy who's on the up, who's a, who's gonna earn that contract that you said five six million in his next contract. I don't even know what his contract is, but that's the kind of guy you want back. Mm-hmm. And you're you're getting your first and your prospects as well, because you're saying here's your Markstrom, here's your Cup run, go get them. Yeah. Right, you're supplementing <laughs> your team. Go slay those Eastern Conference teams, whatever yeah. you want. But that Calgary's in a position of strength in that we have a lot of desirable assets that people really want. Yeah, like Tanev seemed. What was the game? The Boston game. There are fifteen scouts watching Tanev. Yeah, and the Flames commentary. Whoa, how come you don't know about this guy? You know everything you need to know. Oh, look, he got injured. He comes back. Oh, look, he's uh, Yeah, he's he's your stalwart defenseman, grade A stalwart defenseman. He fits on any. He's team. good at passing the puck to the puck moving defenseman and shutting things down and and very and little turnovers. Yeah, just very no very risk. very solid reliable guy. Yep. And that's that's going to cost teams. And Hannafin, you know, a young talented defenseman, Markstrom, some Vesna conversation goalie. Yeah, a lot of times. A lot of times, like back to where he where we expected him to be. It's lots of lots of opportunity for the Flames and lots of lots of chances to, you know, mold this club in Conroy's image how he sees it going forward. So I like I like the position that we're in, and I just the one thing is that Montreal thing, man. It just kind of bothers me. Yeah, it's, that was a, nothing it, we can do about it. it. It is what it is. I mean, we. I think at the time that was the best deal we could get to. Right. Maybe the decision needed to be more like it seemed like a rushed deal, but yeah, there's not yeah. too many teams you can talk to about, and they probably know what they're gonna say. Well, this is what you got to give us if we take this salary from you. Well, not only that, the guy was, he was constantly injured. Yeah, well, there do was you that think, too. Do we ever get anything for future considerations? I don't even remember the last time we got. Like, like what we got for it. Like was it like Kenny the Augustino, whatever oh, the fuck it, his name was? Like, like was he? Are, are we entitled to something? Is I don't know question. what the deals are with those. Or those de- just... those seem to be on a case by case detail. It's kind of one of those. I think when they're talking on the phone, they're like, "Well, look, if you get like, if you get a right-handed defender that <laughs> he's on your third line, and he doesn't pass X points. Like, give me a first look or some shit like that. Like." I bet you they're just so like off the cuff napkin deals. Yeah. 
Like I don't I've never seen a future consideration turn out to be something big. I, I don't even know what if I never see the actual future consideration follow through. Yeah, I think it's it probably is as trivial as a first look on a player. Yeah, it might be. Right? Or it's like first a refusal or something. Or like it's that, a, like right? a, you gotta promise me that this guy will waive his no trade clause if we wanna go for him or some shit like that. Like it's just shit like that. I don't know. It could be I don't anything. know how the management could promise it, that. It could be something they, like out of Moneyball, man, where it's like fill my fucking goddamn vending machines yeah. in the fucking dressing room. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think like there's all kinds of... Look, these GMs are not dumb people. They're all very smart people, I think. But they also want to have fun with their jobs. I feel like those future considerations are one of those like shoot the shit moments where it's like, I want to be able to talk to you about this in a couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, I mean... Those are never the core pieces of the deals anyway, right? Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow like you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to hopefully leave work at a humane time so I can actually watch this thing. But Yeah. Um, yeah. There's okay. nothing humane about you, though. I mean, let's, let's get that straight. Yeah. Listen, one more thing, right? <laughs> Sorry to get, not give you a chance to respond, but, yeah, you know. Uh, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> Episode 100 is coming up for us. This is episode 97, so 100 is just around the corner. Uh, we want to know what you'd like us to do for that episode. Any ideas? I know for episode 50, we had a jersey giveaway. Would you like something similar to that? Or you know, maybe you'd like a live recording somewhere or something else, like a commentary on a game or another giveaway or you know, set up a Flames fan cast, goes to a game because maybe we get some tickets, whatever. Send us some thoughts on Twitter or send us some thoughts on email, what you'd like to see for that. If you've listened to this point this far, <laughs> that it would be great because we're, we're going to try to do something really cool for episode Probably 100. should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, we'll mention think... it at the beginning in 98 and we'll post it on our, on our social media and stuff like that. But we'd like to do something fun, so let us know what you think. Uh, we're a Flames Fancast at Twitter, on Twitter and uh Flamesfancast at gmail.com so you can reach us there any way that you like and that you prefer. And we'd love to do something really cool for episode 100. But uh, it's crazy. I think uh, that was good, the five game thing. I like that. Yeah. Well, we haven't done that in a while. No. We used to do that. We yeah. used to do that when we were we good. We never check in. So maybe <laughs> we'll check in. We, we never, we didn't do that when we were good. Or we did that when we were good. Yeah. So hopefully it's seven or, or better. But I'd be really happy with seven. That would be yeah. I mean, if we're gonna go for it, let's go for it, right? Let's let's go for it, boys. <sighs> Watch us lose the next five. Now we are like the antichrist. This fucking podcast. I feel like they do the opposite of what we say. We're gonna slide on New York with a huge win. Huge is in scoreline or huge is in overtime. Three seconds left. Snipe Kuzmenko kind of win. I want to see Kuzmenko get twenty goals. For the remainder of the season. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Really stick it to Vancouver. That's always fun. That yeah, would be nice. Yeah. Anything else? No. I'm good. Let's sign off. Listen, thanks as always for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Go Flames go. Let's hope they make this final month and a half of the season exciting. And uh, or maybe two months. Probably two months. Thanks as always for listening. Have yourselves a great morning, wonderful afternoon, and good night. Bye-bye. Everything that's real